When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. to your friends, your family, and then 
the really crappy times when you're only making a certain dollar amount off those tickets on the way back. So, uh, Dave, any other uh, any other way to put this? Yeah, well, you know, I think you put it correctly. Um, there's also, even with larger touring situations with pay-for-play, where bands are joining on to um, higher, you know, um, bigger names, and they're paying to be on those yeah. tours as well. So there's there's a lot of way this is going. Um, the industry has definitely changed. Um, my perspective is a, a little different than most. Being a businessman, um, I can kind of understand what's going on, but it really has to be in the best interest of the band as well, not just the venue. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the, the bad thing being is that there's some pretty, uh, trying to be as PC as possible, some lousy promoters, some lousy venue owners, other people in the industry that are looking to take advantage, uh, not right. promising things or not delivering on things that they promise. And that that's really when a lot of this goes south. Uh, guys, if you feel like you have something to weigh into the conversation, you can call us at 914-338-1885, and uh, we'll be glad to hear what you're saying. But, uh, Dave, any any bad situations that you've seen this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll give the – We'll give a couple of perspectives here without, you know, naming people or, or talking about that. I'll just give general terms. So you have the, the great situation where a promoter will call you up and it's a, a good gig and maybe it's a national act or a good, good local thing and they want to bring your band on um, and they want you to sell a certain amount of tickets. So that being said, if I've worked with somebody before and they know my band or, you know, your band, that's usually not an issue. They'll give you a, a nice normal number. They just want to guarantee because from the venue standpoint, they want to make sure that they're booking a band that's going to bring some people in because they have staff, they have costs, they have to make a couple of dollars. So it makes sense right. business standpoint. So that's a deal between a band, a promoter, and the venue that kind of all makes sense. What doesn't make sense is when promoters say, oh, yeah, yeah, listen, you don't have to do that. Don't worry about it. We'll just get, you know, sell a few tickets and whatever, and we'll give you a percentage or whatever. And all of a sudden the percentage changes or the number is like a crazy number, and then you're hustling to try to get everybody and their brother out, and then you don't know what position you're playing because, oh, the other band sold more tickets five minutes before, or they bought tickets, and then you get pushed around. That is really um, bizarre. There's some larger venues that I've played at, uh, one in particular, where you'll sell a whole bunch of tickets, and you still have no idea where your position is to open up for that band until you all sit there and each band counts their tickets. Okay, you sold 58, you sold 59, you sold 61, and then you go in the order of playing that way. So your fans have no idea where you're playing. That's a disaster. And this is uh, these are the same fans that you're relying on to buy these tickets, and right. a lot of times, I mean, as far as openings, early, some spots are really early when right. certain situations come up. I mean, there I've seen twelve o'clock, one o'clock, and sometimes your fans are they're they're in work still, they haven't gotten up yet right. because they're coming from a distance, and this is all stuff that's hindering. You sell them these tickets, and then you're you're not even able to convey to the people buying your ticket what time you're playing. It, it, yeah, it, that's the, it those are the major issues. But but the one the ones where it's a solid deal where you know where you're going and you know what your expectations are and everybody then it work it works out very well because you know look if if you can't bring 25 people to a, a specific show, I hate to say it, maybe don't do that show. Right, because that's not going to help anybody. Oh. The idea is that you want to bring a certain amount of people to the venue, so the venue makes money. You get to have fans that are there. The so I think that's all really important, you know, to, to have a, a deal between everybody that works. And uh, guys, I'm actually very happy to introduce to the conversation Ray Mamrick, the owner of the Landis, man, a uh, gentleman I do podcasts with on Tuesday nights, man. Ray, how are you, my friend? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can Hello. hear you. Oh, oh, hey, hey, Ray, how's it going, man? Who's that? That's Dave, the rock This doc. is Dave Rosenfeld, Black Rose Rebellion. Oh, hey, how's it going, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? 
Oh, we're doing good, man. We're over here just trying to get some things ready for the Octane show this weekend. So Nice. We, yeah, we got uh Jackie Bam Bam coming in as well as the uh you know the uh the, the head guy over there at MMR wants to come down and see the venue as well. So it'd be kinda cool that uh, maybe open the door for us to, you know, do some really cool stuff. So Yeah, Jackie's a good dude. Jackie's He's a really good dude. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. It was funny because CT, we were on the, we were on our podcast last night talking to Brian, uh, the the guitarist. He also plays for Candlebox, Brian Quinn, and the uh, yeah, and sure. Jackie was Jackie was calling through then, and we're like, oh, man, you know? so I finally got a hold of him this morning, talked for about a good hour, and that uh, yeah, we're gonna he's gonna come out and MC the show, and and then like I said, he's bringing uh, some of the the top dogs out of MMR up, so we're trying to trying to clean up the actually the podcast studio so they have a place to sit for the show. Nice. So what, That's all. what's going on, man? So we're we're talking a little bit about pay to play and uh, good scenarios, bad scenarios. We were just talking about uh, when a band has to do a pay to play and they have no idea in the lineup where they're playing because some of these places are doing based on ticket sales. Well, yeah, man, so that was a that was a thing for years. Like when I was a kid in bands, man, that was a big thing, man. Like you had to bring. You had to bring people, and, 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 and you didn't. So what they started basically doing was saying, all right, well, look, here's 25 tickets to sell. At least, you know, you sold the tickets whether they show up or not, you know. Um, yeah. I, mean, I get it. As as a venue owner, you know, especially here, you know, I'm more about the bands. Um, and and I, the, the, the weakest deal I'll ever do for a band is a 50-50 split, you know. I mean, and I feel like sometimes, you know, when you have a band coming in, and you don't know what they're going to bring. You know, I, I have a lot to lose. You know, I have I have a lot of overhead. I mean, a lot of overhead. I mean, my electric bill alone is $6,000 a month, you know, not including every, you know, insurances and staff and all the other stuff. So I got to be careful. But um, I, I, I did that for years, man. I, I, it's tough. But if you're a band that's trying to get a break, like, uh, well, you know, you guys knew with Black Rose. I mean, you guys were in that, that uh, what was that? That crap fest down there in um, Atlanta. Oh, City Bamboozle there. Festival. Yeah, that's another yeah. one right there. You know, they're 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 bamboozled you is what they did. You know, it's like yeah, they're yeah. selling yeah. tickets not only not only to bamboozle, but sell the tickets to the pre-show or the or the, yeah, or the, the you know, whatever fest. the hell that was. Yeah, the break fest. Sell tickets to this. Sell t- and I hope you guys know we didn't get anything. None of that money came to us. Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing. So, so only I thing a little bit of difference for sales. Yeah, so I have a little bit different perspective on that. As bad as that whole thing was, that was an opportunity for us to come down and play your beautiful venues, expose our fans to that, expose ourselves to other fans. So that really was a big positive thing for us and actually um, even helped us with um, getting signed. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have a – I realize what happened in the end, but it's kind of like yeah. what I was saying about bands. It's, it's how a band with a band you approach – the venues that you're playing with, right? It's a it's a deal. I'm a businessman also, so the venue has to make money. Promoter wants to make some money, and they don't want to bring in a band that's not going to bring anybody in because that doesn't do anybody good. It's fun for the band to play exactly. the venue, but you you have to have some kind of deal that makes sense for everybody. So if somebody says, "All right, you, you need a hundred tickets. If I can't bring a hundred people, I'm like, hey, listen, I can't. Do, I could do fifty, forty, thirty, whatever you want. Does that work for you? Yeah, and then I'll push myself to do whatever I can to get more people in anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, you know, and it's funny because I'm glad you guys came out too because it's it's great that you know you're a part of you know we, you know especially with Bree and everything you guys are a part of the family here. We love you guys. We, we're always no, it's, you. it's such a great venue. Yeah. You guys are so amazing. And we we would do anything for any of these bands, and and I try to do that too. Like even uh, it's one of the things like I try to get a band in front of somebody, you know. And the first thing I always get from you know the band is well, how many people can they pull? I'm like, well, I don't know. You're Quiet Riot. How many people can you pull? You know? Right. Oh, wow, that's a good approach. Yeah, but, yeah. But I do, and I do, and it's like so. It, it, I try to give bands, you know, an opportunity, but and also, you know, I'm a little prejudiced, and then I try to, you know, I, I give the ones I like, like you know, right. um, you got you guys, for instance, you know, uh, the, the Zenora guys that were local, um, the Age of War guys who we love. As a matter of fact, they're they're going to be opening up for um, a lynch mob when they come back in October. So right. um, you know. It's it's not. That, I mean, if I see a band, and that's the thing too. You know, if we see a band like maybe upstairs at Casey Ray's, you know, I always want to give them a chance. And my hope is, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it can bring fifty to a hundred people. It helps our bottom line. You know, gets us some, you know, some drink money in. And and you know, it, it it's sad, but you know, some of these bands like 
they just can't. They don't draw, you know. Uh, and I, right. I don't know if I've, I've mentioned this to you or, or anybody that's listening that, you know, we've had some big names, you know, like you know one certain guitar player from Kiss, you know, that I gave one hell of a deal to and said, look, brother, if you can sell out my venue, you'll get exactly what you want. If you can't sell it out, I'm going to give you this. And he said, well, uh, I'm not going to play for that. I said, well, which tells me you can't sell out my venue. And then right. they're like, well, is there any local act that can open? I'm like, come on, man. You're, you're worried about if I can get a local band to bring people to your show? Right. You know, I want to put bands like you guys in front of these big bands so you can get seen by right, people. Exactly. Get seen by maybe even the bands, you know, because, look, you know, the Dead Daisies are one to grab somebody up and take them on tour with them. And they've played here three times. They're, I'm sure they'll be back next year. You know, right, so right. it's like it, it's an opportunity to give, you know, to these younger bands and, and these bands that are coming up. And and I, I pride ourselves on that, you know. So for me, it's yeah, man. They'll bring fifty or hundred. I lie to them, you know, sometimes. But I just want that band to get a chance to be out there in front of people, you know. That's awesome. That's oh, and yeah. by the way, that's high, highly unusual. So that's one of the reasons why everybody loves playing at that venue. And not only that, you do a ton of marketing for the for the events, which is also something that's important in that yeah, kind we of spend band a lot does of money. marketing. Yeah, and that, and it, and it, and it it's a pay, it pays off. It really does. You know, that's another thing I'll say real quick too. That's an, that's a good reason for a fifty fifty deal with the band too, is because, uh, and I never can stick with a fifty fifty like Steve Desco and those guys to tell you if if you sell over a certain amount, I give you a bonus. I give you a sixty, and I'll give you I'll give you whatever you know we agree upon. And every, it makes it makes them. And Desco is a big guy. He's shooting for that four hundred. He's shooting for that four hundred number because he wants that extra payday. But his extra payday is an extra yeah. payday for me too. So I'm spending money advertising, and so is he. So between the two of us, we're going to have a hell of a good night, both of us. They're going to make great money. We're going to make good money. And when those guys do that, you know, most venues are taking 20, you know, 10% on, on merch. And I understand as a venue owner, I'll tell you, we do it because you're, it's basically like you don't go to a mall and sell your T-shirts unless you pay for space, you know. Right. So that's our space. You know, we're paying for the electricity. We're paying for the heat. We're paying for usually the table you're using. But for me, if it's a band that's willing to, you know, they do that do that good deal and, and is pushing hard, I'm not going to take their, you know, you take your merch money, man. I make my alcohol money. You make your merch money, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I take it a lot less now, than, than I normally do. Now, from the big bands, I take it. Like, you know, you know, when the big guys, right. Debbie Gibson's and the people like that come in, you know. Because they're doing well. And honestly, I usually give that money right to my staff. I give it to, you know, the, the guys downstairs working, you know, because they've been down there working a big crowd, and they deserve that extra money, you know. That's awesome. Now, is, there's other uh, other types of pay-to-play that I've seen as far as, like, people renting out venues and the venue charging a rental fee, things like that. Any Any experience with that with either of you guys? I, I tend not to do that in general because it, it, it just, it's just not my thing. Um, but I've heard people do it. I think bands like to do that because they think they're going to make more money that way. Well, you know what? They don't. <laughs> and that's the problem. Right. They, they won't with me because, because look, if, if you want to rent the venue out, I mean, first of all, you, you, you have to use our tech, unfortunately, here because we built everything around the people that run it here. And even you, you, you know, CT. Some of the biggest bands, you know, like Striper in the world and stuff, have come through here. And and when they come the first time, they suck. They're sound wise, and then the next time we kind of do the sound, and all of a sudden, wow, they're really good now. You know, we understand this building and everything. So if you wanted to come in and do a show, and I got to weigh it out, I'm going to charge you like ten grand. So now, if you think you can make that kind of money, yeah. I have people coming in here saying, you know, I, 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 I used to rent the the theater for five hundred bucks. Well, yeah, well that's when the city owned it, and they didn't need to make money. You know, and then and then get this: right. so the city, the city, the city would rent it out for say a thousand bucks, and they'd be in here selling tickets for like sixty dollars a seat. You're like, wait a minute, and you gave so so you you walk out of here with twenty grand in your pocket, and you got to pay your artist or whatever, and then the city now has to pay the electric and the taxes and the insurances and the gas and every other thing yeah. that goes on with the venue, and you walk and so forget it, man. If if you want to rent this place, we do. We rent the schools. Like we rent to, you know, a couple local schools to do their play, and we rent ten grand. That's my week. That's for a week, though. So, and, and the week is literally uh, uh, basically our Friday, Saturday, because we don't do much during the week except those days. 
And um, that's what we need for to, you know to pay our bills. You know, we need at least that five grand. So I make a uh, I make them pay ten. Yeah, and everybody right. says yeah. no. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't think bands really realize what goes into running a venue and how much and and the reason yeah. why some of these venues are folding. And it's funny because I had a guy today got a hold of me with the uh, Illuminate. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen them on uh, America's Got Talent. They they dress like in black and they have like lights on them and they dance around and they do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think is really cool. I think it's an amazing art. I think it's really fun to watch. But the guy's like, yeah, you know, we want to bring them in for twenty five grand. I'm like, bro. I said, let me tell you something. First of all, I said, I don't know who you're talking to. I said, but I've had country music legends here, rock and roll hall of famers here. I've had. People like you wouldn't believe here, and I didn't pay them half that. So what the right. hell do you think a bunch yeah. of guys jumping around in, in costumes with lights that don't even play instruments, not even playing music, they're just playing somebody else's music, which, again, I'm paying the rights for because bands don't pay the rights for the music. I have to pay that. I mean, they're right. jumping up and down. For, for what? For twenty five grand? Get the fuck out of here. Excuse my language. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to play that game. So I, I told him, I said, come back with a realistic offer. I said, like, more around, like, 3500 and we'll talk. And, and then he, he sent back an email. I read the first. He goes, oh, Ray, I understand you're a true businessman, and I didn't read the rest of it. I said, yeah, I'll look at it tomorrow. <laughs> it's just a bunch of <laughs> people think they're worth so much more than they are, and that's a guy. Yeah. All right, if you think, you, if you think your, your group is worth $25,000, I'll break these tickets up. I'll, I'll offer you a guarantee of, of five grand because I think they could bring in five grand, maybe you know a double show for a day. I'll, I'll do that and, and I'll price the tickets out. And at the end of the day, when you sell out, you'll get to twenty five thousand. And they always say no. They always say no because they know they can't do it. They don't care about the venues. They don't care about us in our pockets and what we have to pay. You know, they take right. their check, right. they get on the road, and they're on to make another twenty five grand. You know. And they think we're Man, stupid. I wanted to. I wanted to read a comment to you guys because I threw a little feeler out there before we went live tonight. Uh, the fielder said, before we go live tonight, thoughts on pay-to-play. And uh, somebody named Ron Adam wrote this. We've been watching all the roles that used to be handled by ent- entire support systems, bookers, promoters, managers, publicity, live engineers, merch producers, recording engineers, roadies, labels, distributors, be completely rolled into the workload of the performers. That's before all the writing and performing that makes a band in the first place. When musicians have to be entirely DIY, regardless of circuit level, and often playing for scraps to boot, pay to play is an easy no. If we pack a show at a place that did no promo for us, at a certain point we start talking about the venue's F&B numbers. Any thoughts to that? I mean, it really is true that a lot of these bands are really needing to, and uh, Ray, you bring uh, well, up Steve Gasco I'm in the promotional monster that he is. Yeah, but now you're, you're, you're talking, talking about bands. That, if somebody made a comment like that, they got to be a band that's got a record out, and they're dealing with record producers and all these people. Most of these bands are just bar bands around here. The other ones are, are, yeah. are you know, tribute acts. So, I mean, tribute act, you're just not even your fucking music. You know what I mean? <laughs> Again, yeah. I'm paying for the rights for you to play their music. So that's that. You can throw just ninety percent of what that guy said out the fucking window, to be honest with you. And unless you are like, uh, like, look, look, we talked to Octane last night, man. They didn't even get a record deal, and that's a freaking great record, man. You know, right. yeah. They never dealt with that. They never dealt well, with so, that. But he's dealing with it with Candlebox now. You know. Well, so wrapping this up into a, a huger thing with pay for play. So, you know, one of the things that bands that are signed get offered is is lots of these tours that you're buying onto. Right, so you'll go, you'll do thirty dates somewhere, but you've got to pay, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to buy on for that. Because the days with the labels, guys, I mean, there's no record sales anymore, right? Spotify exactly. is what, for for a hundred thousand Spotify streams, you get four hundred and thirty-seven dollars. That's insane. Yeah. And and, I, and I'll tell you, the bands that come through here, your opening bands, again, when a big band comes through and they have an opener with them, so, so a lot of times I'll make the agreement to pay that opener. Dude, you're looking at like like um, who came in with the Daisies that time? I can't remember the, uh, these guys. The Black Moves guys were great, man. They're out of like L.A. or whatever. Two hundred fifty right. bucks a show they get. They're in their own van. It smells like piss and weed. What? You know what I mean? Right. But, and they're following around, following around an actual billionaire. 
a billionaire who runs That's the Daisies, and these guys are making two fifty a show. But you know, I didn't know who the Black Moods were. I know who they are now. And and let me right. tell you, I told them already. You're back in this area, man. We'll find a way to get you in front of somebody. You know, so oh, that's awesome. It, it might be worth it to a point. Now I wouldn't pay. You know, fuck that, man. You know, no, no, right, no. right. But but taking, you know, getting paid a very little in the beginning. You know, I guess you guys know my uncle was Robert Hazard. Robert Hazard and the Heroes. My uncle toured. He was he opened for Genesis. I mean, he opened for some of the biggest bands in the world. You know, I mean, he he had. Some of the his song "Girls Just Want to Have Funny" wrote one of the biggest hits in the entire planet, you know. So, and, and I remember all that he dealt with prior to his passing, and when you know when he would tour and stuff. And um, I will tell you, he did very well. Uh, he did, he did honestly very well off that one song. So there is right, a lot right. of money in there for artists, you know. It's there, but it's the times have changed. You know, like you said, you're not selling records now. You know, the the profits that come off of Girls Just Want to Have Fun are commercial money, you know, from movies or TV commercials. Exactly. exactly. You know, or whatever. So you got to be able to write that song that they want to use. You know what I mean? Right. You've got to find a song or a, a niche, you know, like Philly. Philly usually falls in love with a song about Philly, you know. And, and right, right, right. <laughs> that's, that's what you got to do, though, nowadays, because you're not going to make money off album sales and none of that shit no more. I'm from Jersey. That silly thing might be a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you just you fake it, man. Fake it till you make it, baby. But, yeah, but, but I'll tell you, my uncle back but, in the day, he actually he actually signed a deal with Atari. Now I didn't find this out literally until oh, a couple wow. months ago when I when I when I his actual his promoters and a couple of his bandmates came to the theater and they were looking for me like, oh my God, it's Jake. Well, they used to call me Jake, but um. You know, and and you know, we started talking. They're like, yeah, you didn't even. I, do you remember your uncle's deal? And I kind of forgot about it because I don't remember what it was. But I remember him coming in with a really big check. He sold the rights to Girls Just Want to Have Fun to Atari for a video game. And I, if I remember correctly, it was like maybe two hundred fifty or five hundred thousand dollars. It was huge, you know. For it's this is the eighties, man. It was freaking right, enormous. Right. And he um and and he got a good payday. They never made the video game because they they decided to do ET the video game instead. Believe it or not, which was a big flop. But they uh but but there's money out there. But that's the way you got to get it, man. You got to do something right. just like that. You got to have a song. It's just times have changed yeah. for bands, you know. Unless you're T Swift. <laughs> you know what? Don't get me going, CT. <laughs> Between that and Kiss avatars. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When you when you look at Taylor Swift, not that I love her music and stuff, but she's a marketing mogul. That's exactly what people yeah. have to do is self market as best you can. Yeah, well, she also had you, you, you don't. She started, but you know, she had some big names that got behind her pretty quick, right? And that helped right. her a lot. Yeah. and that's what really helped her a lot. And they didn't get behind her because they they loved her music or what. They got behind her because they saw dollar signs, you know. And again, right. that's, that's exactly right. what you got to do. They saw dollar signs behind that girl, and they jumped on that. You know, she's attractive. She she's got a great voice. She's actually not. A, she's a pretty damn talented songwriter too. You know, if she's actually writing these songs, you know. So right. I mean, right. her, I can't stand her. She makes me stomach sick looking at her, and, and, I, and she's ruined the NFL <laughs> for me this year. But <laughs> dude, I'll give her her props, bro. I mean, the girl's doing well. She does a great job. She is a great songwriter. I just don't want to hear that kind of shit. You know. Right, right, right. right. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that do, and thanks to TikTok, that's what you should do, man. And you know what? Get on fucking TikTok, because dude, if TikTok tells them to like you, they'll fucking love you, man. Right, <laughs> they're, they're, they're mindless, you know. And that's where a lot of her right. fan base came talk, from, you know, the, the internet. Based off of talking about this, but I also want to go back to, and you guys brought it up with this, was the marketing, like. How important is it in you in your eyes? How important is it for a band to market themselves the right way? I know, right? You got to well, get well, pissed well, to put out a show there, and there's no marketing from the band. Well, I yeah, get see, pissed. For, I'll tell you for why. Me, that's, let, it's, real it's quick, my brand. Cause, cause, yeah, because you got so you. I'd love you to understand this too with your band. Is it's it's not that it, your band has followers. You understand? Right. So if I'm on social media, and we do spend, we've spent this year well over $150,000 on Facebook alone. We do billboard ads. We do all kinds of stuff for these bands. And, and, but you have the fan base. 
We don't. So we're trying to find people in our area that like you. But if you're advertising to your actual fans, we do, we have had people. We uh, Debbie Gibson, two ladies flew up from uh, uh, you know Florida. A couple people flew in, in from another place. Octane this weekend. There's probably thirty guys that have called that are flying in from L.A. You know they wouldn't know how the hell are we going to get a hold of Octane fans in L.A. You know what I mean? So it's it's important that 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 they promote, but then we back that promotion up with local as much as we can. And hey, man. If your ad's out there and you add me as a as as an administrator, you know, I'll throw money at your ad too. You know, that's, that's I right. want a full place, man. I want fans to be seen. It it pisses me off when I sit here and we get a band and you, there's 150 tickets, man. The band was great, the lighting was great, and only 150 out of 700 people got to see that band. It it, it I give yeah. the tickets away, man. Just show the fuck up and watch this band. Right. We've been doing that. I, I think I don't know if you know that. Now this, uh, we found. You know, I'm a veteran, and we found a thing called Bet Takes. So now every show we have in in our contracts, three weeks out, if there's uh, what do we say, 300 tickets or more left, that we give you know as many as we want. We've been giving like 100 tickets to Bet Takes. You know, we'll get. Oh wow! Thank you, know, you for maybe, doing that. Well, it's great, man. It's great, and we'll get literally like maybe six, 60 percent of those guys that will actually show up. Now that band's seen, and, and they have left here. I'm telling you, going, holy shit, I didn't know this place even existed, you know? Now, right, now they bring right. friends. <laughs> so I haven't seen yeah. most of the bets that come in. They always bring, because they're only allowed two tickets. So, But they'll come in with four people, you know? So it's, it's, it's a good way to get you guys maybe a little extra money by giving away a few tickets. But it's also right. now they've seen you. Maybe, then maybe they saw Black Rose Rebellion open up for whomever. And they're like, holy shit, man, who was that band that opened up? Right. I mean, how many times? Godsmack. The first time I ever heard Godsmack, they were opening up, I think it was in Metallica. I'm like, who the fuck was that band with two drummers? You know? Right. But sometimes that's what you need. You need to build. And if I can give that to you guys, I'll give it to you. I absolutely will, man. I'll give it to you. That's awesome. Now, what do you think, Dave? I, I, listen, as far as the band marketing, yeah, there's two. it's a two-pronged thing for me. Um the band has to be responsible for their their own brand, and you can't build your build your band if you don't market, if you don't engage, if you don't get stuff out there. Um, Bree's amazing with that, also. Um, she she you know it, you have to. So the same thing. So every event that we play or every venue that we go to, I'm going to market the venue. I'm going to market the um, the atmosphere. Um, how great the staff is. I'm going to market the gig itself, who we're playing with, the other bands. I mean, that's just what you have to do. To, it, it's a scene that has to be built no matter where you're yep. playing. Within, You know, you can't just go and show up and go, all right, we're here, rock stars, all right, let's go. That doesn't work. It doesn't work, especially in today's yeah. world. It, the more marketing that you do across the board, but, but actual marketing, you can't say, oh, we're a great band and then play like crap. You know, you have to have a, a, a good marketable um Absolutely, absolutely right, man. You hit it on the head, man. That is so fucking true, man. That is that, and, and you know what else I noticed too is a lot of bands they don't come in, and I know you guys did in the beginning, but you, dude, have some kind. You got somebody's got to invest. Everybody's got a job. Throw in a couple hundred bucks each. Get some right. fucking merch, man. I don't care if it's just stickers that you can give away. Give something to these people, man. Uh, it, it, let it, them yeah. leave with a Black Rose Rebellion shirt or a CD. Yeah, we do that with or a buttons sticker, and stickers. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You're 100% right. It, that's part marketing, of the marketing, man. That's because you know what it does? They don't forget about you. We we right. actually, I just, you know what I just ordered? Um, I, I ordered for, for our restaurant, for Casey Ray's, I ordered the um the, the uh, air fresheners for your for your car. You know, oh, I'm, nice. I'm going to get. You ain't going to forget about my fucking Casey Ray's logo is going to be hanging in your car making it smell good. You know? That's great, man. So, so things like that. I mean, there's your band hanging on somebody's mirror, you know? They're like, right. oh, dude, that right. thing exactly. is great. We should look them up on Spotify so they make 10 cents, you know? Man, but you're right, and, man. That's so uh, true. Dave, you had mentioned just real quick about people coming in with that rock star mentality. What is some of the biggest mistakes that you guys see of bands that are out there maybe coming in with that rock star mentality or being hard to work with 
or yeah, well, not doing yeah, I'm what just yeah, I'm not I'm not going to go there specifically because that's that's never a good thing. Um, just in general, um, be thankful you're at a venue. Be thankful you're working with the other bands. Be like it's a big. It, it, I've never been in a competition. You, you know, I know a lot of people and I'm friends with a lot of people. And the bigger names, they're not like that at all. It's like big band camp. And that's really what it should be with local bands. Everybody should be cross-marketing, helping each other, liking everybody's pages, going out and seeing shows, not just their own. Don't come to a venue and then oh, yeah. have your fans leave in five minutes. That's like the worst thing you can do. You know, I, yeah, I was played at the venue years ago, and they're like, oh, we're a destination venue. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Your band, your band plays, and then they just leave right away, all the fans. I tell everybody, yeah. stay, 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 because you never know. What's going to happen? You may be touring with one of these bands or just pick up some fans or give them some fans or support and, and just meeting people in general. So when you come in like you're better than everybody else, you're better than the venue, you're better than the promoter, you're going to fail. You're just going to fail. No, I agree, especially if you're not no, – we, you know, we, we have a lot of big acts through here, man. And I'm going to tell you, every single one of them, by the time they, they leave here, you go look at their comments, you know. They're on airplanes or whatever saying thank you to the staff. It was a wonderful time. But we try to treat everyone with respect, and they know coming in now that there's going to be respect here. We kind of have a little name for ourselves that we built, and they know we're going to be easiest. You know, just don't give us a problem. You know, don't, you know we have an agreement. Anything that's in that agreement is just basically what's going to happen at this show, and as long as we're all on that page, we're in good shape. And, Dude, rock stars are, are, are really good people. I have, like you said, if, if you don't want to mention it or talk to it, but I've had a, a couple of non-rock stars come in with an attitude, and they don't play here anymore, you know? Right. And honestly, venues no venues, and they're like, hey, why is that guy there? And, you know, we're not going to, you know, hey, call it blackballing, whatever you want, but I just call it, hey, man, I, I'm going to help his business like he's helping mine, you know? So Now, there's also another part of marketing that Ray's really good at. So one of the things when you go to the shows at Landis Theater is there's a production involved. We recently played there, oh. and I got to tell you, that logo looked killer. And it's that whole thing when you're in the show, it's a professional thing. You know, a lot of venues, you're, you're playing in the back corner of some broken down whatever. That doesn't yep. apply for fans, right? When you go to a place, you can get a drink. You can eat. Um, it's a beautiful venue. It's a whole experience that the band is now a part of. And we try, and we do that. That's that's another reason why I was saying if I'm going to rent, I'm going to rent it for so much they're not going to pay, because you you have you have an Emmy winner uh, doing video, you have a, a, a lighting guy who's won all kinds of awards, you have you have a, a, a sound guy with us that not only was like has a couple albums out from when he was back in the '80s in his rock bands, the guy's got a studio in his home and he understands. He helped us build the system. Did we right. have the crew? As long as you get up there and give everything you can give, we, we know music, too. That's the other thing. We're all musicians. So we all understand, you know, you know, timing and beats. And we, we literally look at each other when we know, you know, we're like, well, I, I hope that drummer and that bass guitarist can get back in, in shape real quick because the video is kind of looking a little <laughs> off, you know. It's funny. We, it, 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 to show you how anal we are, we just did um, Brain Damage, who I love, man. They're some of the greatest musicians out in this area. And we did the Wizard of Oz thing with them, and they went through, the, you know, the Dark Side of the Moon album two and a half times. And afterwards, I walked up to Walt, you know, the, the, the keyboardist, and I said, yeah, I heard both mistakes. <laughs> both mistakes. That's great. But that's yeah, it's, it's two and a half ways, to, that's how good they were. And he looked at me, he goes, one was mine and one was the drums. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's great. Like we understand music. So now we understand what you're doing. And, and, you know, we listen to your lyrics, and we start, you know, building something around your music. And for some bands, we – Steve and I will sit the week before and plan that out. Nobody's paying us. We just That's want true. this to be the best place you see the Land of Oz or Back in Black or Vixen or Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot is another band that literally – they looked at us when they were leaving and said, the stuff that was on the screen, can I buy that? And take it on right. tour with us. I'm like, you can't. I just did it live, and that's all live. None of all that stuff you see. That's all like, like at sometimes I'm mixing, you know, five or six videos together just to make what's on that screen happen, you know. And then Steve and I are, we're we're connected. We look at colors and we understand what's going on the screen. He's now got to match the lights. 
or the mood has changed in the music, Steve changes his lights. I look for clips that match that. You know, you're you're getting and, – and we're doing that because we want people to come here to see your band. Honestly, I hate to say it, but before they go anywhere else, you know. Right, no, makes I sense. Want to, I want them to go, oh, look, man, the you know, the Van Halen band's playing, you know, over in Philly. And like, yeah, but, dude, they're, they're, I heard they're playing like three months at the land. It's fucking just wait. You know, you're going to see a much better show. And, yeah, you know, that's absolutely. what we want. We want bands to want to be here. And we want to give to you guys, you know. Dude, you guys are great. First of all, you got a fucking great logo. So oh, you put that you. logo up there, and you double that logo up, and you start dropping flames and shit behind it. It looks yeah, that was cool, awesome, man. dude. That was awesome. It, you know, and you made it. You but you make it easier for us to do our job by giving us a great logo. You know, giving us a, a music up front, giving us you know a set list up front, so we can look through it and go, all right, let's boom, 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 let's 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 do this, 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 and this. You know. And and yeah, you guys look great up there, man. That was really a good show, man. And and you yeah, know, that's really something a lot of fun. we can do every year here. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, but uh, thank you though. Yeah, I mean, thank you for the kind words, man. It really means a lot. Thank you so much. Because we work our ass off, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I haven't made a dime in five years. So everything that that uh, well, we've been at a loss now. I mean, I lost. If you saw my tax returns from last year, you'd probably have a heart attack. Um, but you know, my accountants yell and everybody screams, but we're you know we're paying the bills, and you know, I'm, I, at some point, you know, if I could just break even, I'm a happy man. So yeah, but uh, yeah. I'm, but this, that's why we do what we do. You know, if we if we get a little extra, you know, I basically say, all right, you know what, fuck it, let's take the old screen, put it up. And we bought a brand new 4K screen. You know, so now you're like, holy shit! Like we're watching football on there, and you can see the blades of grass. You know, oh, so it's like. So it's like, right. wow, now we got this. So instead of, you know, saying, all right, I, you know, oh, we made some money, let's put it, I put it right back in, man. I put it right back in every time. Where it shows. And I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and like I said, man, for, for bands like you, it's, it's it's yours as well as it is ours, you know. So yeah. Like I said, you got a home here, that's for sure. Aww. And uh, going back to the original topic as we close this out, we're going to close out a little bit, but – um just wanted to say, as far as the pay-to-play, it's people like you, Ray, that still keep that music going, man. Like, as far as wanting people to come to the land as before anywhere else, that makes complete sense because before I connected with you guys, I was all over the place, different bars, different venues, all over the South Jersey, Philly, hey, hey, girl. Delaware. And it, it it's amazing what little the other venues do. And, like, it it would always piss me off when they would have live bands and the only thing on the marquee out front was live music. You had no yeah, idea Yeah, that sucks. In went in there. I'm, so, I'm actually, honestly, I'll be honest with you, that's, it's funny you just said that because that's the next thing I'm looking at getting. Um, you know, working, of course, with the city, you know, the old, uh, I'm going to do it first and then ask, you know, for later for forgiveness, you know. But um, I'm going to put the, I'm going to turn the marquee into, you know, I love, look, I love the building. It's historic, but, you know, I, I got to sell tickets. And being right. able to put like 30 letters up sucks, you know. So I want to yeah. be able to turn that into a little video thing so we can say, again, uh, we, I'll go back to Quiet Riot. Just, I love these guys. But um, Alex and say, yo, Alex, I want Black Rose Rebellion to open up. But now I can have, you know, the Black Rose logo with that on the screen, you know, and, it, sure. and it can, you can promote everything. You know, right now it's I can barely fit Quiet Riot in the date, you know. So, you know, that's something that's that's kind of my next plan is, is the outside to, to find a way to, you know, p- let people kind of visually see what's going on, too, you know. So and, yeah, and, and that comes and back to marketing. Tickets. Yep, exactly. Exactly. We get a lot of traffic by this theater on a weekly basis, you know, and everybody loves all kinds of music. And if they run by and they see, you know, Land of Oz, they might not know what the hell that is. But if they see now kind of a video of it while they're sitting there at the stoplight, and not even a video, just an image of it with maybe some flames in the bot and, you know, a guy that looks like he's freaking mini Ozzy, you know, they go, holy shit, dude, I want to <laughs> see right. that, you know. That and and they see and now you know it's it's I just feel like if you, if you like country music and you look up and you see something that looks country you're going to kind of maybe pay attention to that and and again we get a lot of traffic through this city a lot of traffic on a daily yeah. basis so 
Absolutely. Dude, that would be incredible. It reminds me of, like, what Madison Square Garden put out front. I mean, they had that digital board. Yes. There's been yes. some of these big things have had digital boards for forever, and I agree with you. I think that would be fantastic. It's just expensive, but, uh, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to you know get there and you know save up a little for it. But we're going to do it, and, and you know again try and help everybody if we can with it. Oh yeah, well guys, including thank you Andy, so much by the way, real quick. <laughs> I just real quick, ahead, Andy. Bro. I just want, I just wanted to say real quick that that, that helps Benandy too, because Benandy's the guy who has to go up and change the sign all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he can type uh-huh. it from yeah. home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know the funny mistake he made, and then you got to go up and take the whole thing down and rechange it. Oh, and... I forgot about that. <laughs> he wouldn't have That's to go hilarious. through all that. That's hilarious. But hey, it was it was good talking to you guys, man. As always, uh, look Absolutely. forward to seeing, seeing seeing both of you again soon, hopefully. And uh, if you need, you know, if you guys need uh, anything, you just let, let us know, man. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. See ya. Yes. Good night, guys. Have a good night. All right. Uh, Rock Dog, you still with me? I'm still here. All right. Uh, Just one thing that I wanted to say to you before, uh, before we go off the air, and that is I just wanted to say... It's the holiday season. Thank you so much for being such a big supporter over the years. Absolutely, man. You're doing all good work, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Uh, have a great rest of your night. Send my love to Karen. Absolutely. And everybody have a happy holiday. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. So there it was, Dave Rock, Doc Rosenfeld, and Ray Manrek from the Landis Theater. I'm telling you, a lot of people want to talk smack and say the Rock is dead. Go out to the Landis Friday night for the Octane show that is almost completely sold out. I'm talking a band that did not have they, – they weren't signed back in the day. They didn't have a label behind them. And this show is almost completely sold out. Uh, the guitar player from Candlebox is in the band. Brian, he was a great dude. We talked to him last night on the Landers podcast. Uh, get out there and show some support for that. And then Saturday night, they have part of the journey. But Saturday night, also remember, we have the uh, toy drive at the Rusty Nail in Armour, PA. Talking five bands, Dreadstar, Pistol Razor, Psychedelic Elders, uh, trying to <laughs> Chuck Thomas and the Bad MFers, and I am missing one. I am missing the wrong band. Yes, the wrong band will be there as well. We'll be uh, playing some lovely D Shot Roulette. If you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you get out there. Wear your festive attire, guys. And until next week, don't just leave it. Leave it better. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stroh Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year. From the VOC Nation family, to all of you, please continue to pray for Stroh Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then we got pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get, get nasty? 
Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Nick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Actor, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 